Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phoenix 5-0 Show, brought to you by the Phoenix Police Department's Public Affairs Bureau. My name is Donna Rossi. I am the director of the Public Affairs Bureau for the Phoenix Police Department. And joining me is my illustrious co-host, Ryan Cody. Ryan, great to see you as always. Want to thank Bonneville for this time on the airwaves. Uh, And let's get right to it. Ryan, you had an opportunity recently to spend some time with our negotiations team, our negotiations unit, which is part of the special assignments unit, what everybody knows as the SWAT team. Right. Uh, And uh, interesting insight into the negotiations team. Yeah, you know, we're paid in a way to be good communicators here in the Public Affairs Bureau, but in terms of communication, maybe the most important communicators we have on the whole department work in this negotiations team. And we're talking about the people who are actually speaking on the phone or or whatever communication we have with someone who's experiencing crisis, whether they're involved in a barricade, they're inside a home, they either have hostages, or maybe they're considering taking their own life, uh, you know, somewhere else on top of a building or something of that nature. We have communication uh, with that individual to try and de-escalate these situations before they could become really dangerous. And unlike many departments around the country, really, we have a dedicated team that focuses on this. It's like part psychologist, you know, part crisis negotiator. It's a really unique opportunity uh, that they have going on. And it's headed up by uh, a man named Ben Wetzel, who is highly regarded as one of the best negotiators in the country. Um, and yeah, I had a good chance to sit down and, and speak with them recently about what their what their job entails. Yeah, it's just something that's, uh, I guess, just a passion of mine going through and being engaged in those uh, high-level incidences, you know, where it's like it's all on the line at this moment. Like, we need to try and do something here and take somebody that's in a very uh, dramatic situation and try and almost de-escalate it and get them to come down and try and resolve this situation in the most peaceful manner before it has to escalate into something else. And it's very rewarding when you're able to do something like that, whether it be you know, get somebody off of a rooftop that was just thinking about, you know, possibly ending their life to somebody that's, you know, in a very traumatic situation that happened at work or uh, somebody that's even a trapped criminal, like get them off of there, get them out of there. You've got people who are at maybe the highest emotional state they've ever been about to make one of the biggest decisions in their life, whether to comply, whether to fight. And you are there to walk them through that process, help de-escalate, uh, hopefully help them make good decisions. And we've seen it impact incidents in a major way. And that's a feedback we've gotten is that it, it can and does make a difference. Obviously, there's some of them that, you know, people aren't going to listen, people aren't going to respond. Uh, so you got to be okay if once in a while no one no one wants to listen to you, no one wants to talk to you, but... Uh, to be there and and try our best to make that happen, I think it makes a huge impact. So much so that our executive team here at Phoenix PD has made an, a commitment to turn it into a full-time team. We have two full-time negotiators and then a lot of other officers who are doing it as collateral work. Right. That It is so crucial, I mean, what they do. And, and we really are held up as a model across this state uh, for our negotiations 
uh, as well as really across the country. Yeah. And, and we mentioned earlier that Ben Wetzel's the brainchild of this whole thing. So I asked him, like, just give me a timeline. How did this all go down? So here's what he had to say about uh, the timeline for creating a permanent team. So when I came into SAU in 2000, um, I was assigned the negotiator position because there, there, were the, there were the different positions on the team, negotiator being one of the positions. So I had to do uh, an integrated position where I was both a negotiator and a tactical officer. So for the first 18 years, that's what I did. And each of the teams within SAU had an assigned negotiator as a position. So we were kind of limited in the personnel that we had available to us. We have a lot of people in the police department who would be terrific, awesome negotiators. Um, but they weren't part of the pool because they weren't in SAU. By creating the team in uh, 2018, what that did was it opened up the floodgates to people who were available. So now we're hoping that we could reach out to those people who would be interested in being negotiators, who have the talent, who are good communicators and good listeners. Being a negotiator is a highly skilled, highly trained position to be in. The, the cool thing about the way Phoenix is handling it is you don't necessarily have to be part of the special assignments unit to be a negotiator. You can be an officer, you can be a sergeant, you can be a lieutenant, and, and do it as part of additional duties. We call it collateral duty here mm -hmm. on the police department. Uh, so that's very cool. Uh, we always say this when we're talking about trying to get people to join our department. There's so many opportunities. And this is just another opportunity that people have to get into a specialized area if, if something like being a negotiator is of interest to you. And we're looking for more all the time. So maybe you're wondering, well, would I be good at something like this? Uh, that's a question that I asked them earlier this week. And that was a big reason why I was actually there talking to them is they're looking for several more collateral duty officers to become negotiators. So what does it take? Here's what he says. To be a negotiator, you have to be able to put yourself in other people's hard situations. Whether it's a, the, the criminal element, a suicidal person having a hard time in their life right now, you've got to be able to see things from their perspective and understand them. But to do that, you have to be able to listen. So you have to listen to them, understand their perspectives, and then be able to respond to them and communicate with them. Um, and I think officers do know that there are times when it's challenging because when people aren't at their best, they're going to lash out at you. We talk about a scene that has 50 officers there and dispatch gives a phone number. Hey, who wants to call this guy? Some people shy away from that. We're looking for the person who's like, yeah, that actually sounds really interesting. I think I would enjoy that. How can we resolve this situation? And sometimes it's, you know, arresting people, but sometimes it's also getting them out of that negative environment, whether it be their house and getting them to accept the services of going to a friend's house to spend the night for, uh, you know, the night so that it diffuses the entire situation. When you're sitting there and you got the headset on, can you even describe like what that's like? I would say it's uh, accountability, you know, is you know that not only are you working with the individual on the other end of that line, but you also are working with an entire SAU team that is relying on you to be a part of their uh, mission, right? And sometimes they need you to talk, you got to talk. Sometimes they tell you to stop talking, you got to stop talking uh, because you're also worried about their safety, your safety, the safety of those that are in the house. So you were just hearing from Officer Mario Lazoya, who actually does this as his collateral job. He's been doing it for about 10 years. 
And it was interesting to me that he said, like, like most good cops could be good negotiators because a lot of times when they go on calls, you are a negotiator in a way. You're trying to sure. de-escalate situations. You know, I know most officers, if not all officers, do not want any situation to turn into a confrontation. That's not anybody's goal here. So using your words is so important. The greatest tool that they can be armed with is their mouth, right? Their mouthpiece. Right, right. And so that's something that you will learn if you do get into this and you, you'll learn from Ben Wetzel, Ben Morris, um, who, as we'll tell you now, is going to be the predecessor to Ben Wetzel when he retires here sometime in the next nine months or so. He's still trying to plan that out. But what what a legacy that he could leave here at the department from taking negotiating as something that was just, I don't want to say an afterthought, but was a rotating position within SAU to now a highly specialized position that people can only do with the training that he's giving them. He's made a tremendous impact. We're, we're sad to see him go, mm-hmm. uh, but we know he set up the department and, and that unit for success uh, in the future. Yeah, and that's one reason why he feels like he's able to retire at this point. He does have his predecessor. It's Ben Morris. So there's multiple Bens. I know you could be spinning, your head might be spinning listening to all the Bens in this podcast, but he um, is taking over. He's been training with Ben Wetzel for years now, so he's ready to go. Uh, and, I, you know, one thing when you, when you talk to Ben Wetzel is he's so humble. Like, he's never going to give you a hoo-rah-rah answer. I do a great job at whatever I do. I tried to get it out of him. I tried to ask him what he feels like his legacy will be when he does walk away. Uh, here's his reaction to that question. As far as the legacy, I just hope people can see the effort that goes behind setting up a program where we have a group of people that take to heart what they do. A group of people who are trying to help people out there, um, trying to de-escalate situations, work with the other elements that are on these different scenes that we work. And uh, it's not just helping our department, the bureaus in our department, but it's helping everybody in the state. Because in Phoenix, we're, we're the largest city in the state, and we, we try to do what we can to help other people. There are a lot of good teams out there, and we work really well. We try to develop those relationships, and we try to, you know, it's like a family. And so I would like it to, I don't know if that leads toward legacy, but I would like our team to be able to work with any other team in the state at any particular time. Humble indeed, uh, but he is going to leave a wonderful legacy. But you talked to some other folks who gave you a little bit more insight into the real impact that Ben had. Yeah, I interviewed Wetzel first, and of course you get that answer, like he's not trying to pump himself up. But um, Officer Lazoya, he certainly did not shy away from, from talking about Ben Wetzel's legacy. And this is somebody who's been a mentor to him for the last 10 years. And so he'll be sad to see him go as well. But uh, he was able to reflect a little bit on what his legacy might be several years from now. He knows it all. He's always willing to adapt and take on either new technology that comes in or new faces and switch around the team to make sure that we all kind of get a little bit of an experience in each different negotiation that we have. Because every single one that we go to, no matter how we train or what we try and do, there's always a new element that gets introduced into a negotiation that completely changes it. So it's always been great having him there, having him cool, calm, collected, and being a great leader to be able to adapt to whatever it is that's presented to us and helping us be part of a successful machine 
uh, to get all of these incidences completed in a positive manner. And this was kind of his vision, right? Like, yeah, he can dedicate it. Yeah. So that's his idea in itself will live on, I guess. That's correct. Yeah, definitely. From uh, I've been doing this for approximately 10 years now. And from when we first started, it was just kind of putting pieces together, trying certain things. Uh, and as it went along, uh, I think Ben just kind of looked at it and said, hey, like we are going big time with this. Like we want to really devote some resources and I want to put together a team that we can have so that we can deploy in a professional manner and really have something pushed forward uh, to say on every single negotiation that we're going to have. And since the inception of when I came on to where we are now, it's night and day. You know, we go through, we have a full team when we go on a call now. We have what's a coordinator. We have a primary, a secondary. We have a scribe. And all of that is put together because of the efforts that Ben put in when this first thing started. Such an important job that doesn't get a lot of attention because these things are done kind of, you know, behind the the cloak and dagger, behind the black curtain type thing. They're they're just done. They they put their minds to what they're doing, uh, and it just doesn't get a lot of attention. And talk about stressful. I mean, you get thrown into this. You you show up at a scene that's already in progress because they knew that they needed a negotiator, and you show up, and they're happy to see you. But my goodness, you you are the person that's got to speak to the person going through crisis, but you know the plan. You know what your folks in SAU and tactical need. You know what the, the mission of this entire thing is going to be. And you've got to balance all of that while trying to gain trust of somebody who clearly doesn't trust the department to begin with. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in this situation. So to me, it's fascinating. I was just going to say the same word. Really fascinating what they do. Uh, so if any of you officers are out there listening that are on the Phoenix Police Department and want to become a negotiator, get a hold of one of the bands, uh, or your supervisor can probably direct you uh, on where to go. And for those of you listening, we certainly appreciate your time for uh, listening to the Phoenix 5.0 show, and make sure you join us again next week. You've been listening to 5.0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.